0: Wrestling world lost an innovator in professional wrestling this past week on many, 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 many different levels. Pat Patterson passed away earlier this week at the age of 79, the originator of Royal Rumble, the first, very first champion of the Intercontinental title, which of course looked very different back in the day when Pat won it, uh, but I brought mine in to honor Pat Patterson, he will be missed, of course, uh, came out, um, what was the name of that show, Matt? I'm sorry. Legends House. Legends House, thank you, where he uh, came out and and told um, um, the world at that point that he was was gay, and really the first openly gay professional wrestler involved, Uh, and listen, the wrestling world sent their thoughts and prayers, and he will be missed on many levels. Thank you for tuning in. And watching Thoughts Count Anywhere, Aaron, Chief, Matt is here in the house, and you out there, we thank you for making us part of your Saturday morning. We would love for you to call us today and share your most favorite or memorable moment of Pat Patterson, whether it was as a wrestler, working for McMahon, whatever it was, we'd love to get your thoughts And opinions at 702-329-6947. 702-329-6947. Press 1 when you dial into the studio. uh, Dial the number comes right into the studio. 855-502-4321. If you are outside the U.S., the numbers are all there on the screen. And, of course, the Twitter machine is up. Hashtag thoughts count anywhere. If you want to share your thoughts, your memories, your whatever it is about Patterson that is in your grain that you'd like to share. So, gentlemen... I don't mean to start the show off on a little bit of a somber note, but to not recognize the great Pat Patterson at the top of the show, we'd be doing the industry a disservice.
1: Definitely. I don't think anybody can ever say a bad word about the guy. There's been a couple times at the Gold Coast for like CAC, I was stuck. at, I was, I was at this, honored enough to be at the same table at like Fridays as Gerald Briscoe, Pat Patterson, and J.R. Right. I think JBL was there, too. It was just mind-boggling being from like a wrestling fan to sitting at the table with all these legends cracking up. And,
0: and realizing they're just people.
1: Yeah, it's realizing <laughs> they're people. Pat Patterson was such a funny dude. You were just laughing the entire time you were there.
0: Right. He was, he was such
1: a, ca- a good guy. He was Sad a to character.
2: hear. He was a character.
0: Chief, slide that mic arm right closer to you there. There you go, sir. Want everybody to hear your tones, the the value tones of chief, yeah. the, the man, the myth, okay. the legend is here. So anyway, thoughts and listen. You know, we know with Gerald Briscoe, the two of them were were joined at the hip for many many years, and and I guess the one thing that always bothered me about the great Pat Patterson and and Gerald Briscoe was how they became McMahon's. What was the 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 term? The Stooges. Stooges. Thank you. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, does something like that? Do you think? sort of take a little shine off of what Patterson and Briscoe accomplish as performers and wrestlers at a time when wrestling was very different, obviously, than it was today. But, you know, you turn them into a little bit of that sidekick laughter stuff. Does it do anything to their legacy or not? I don't think so. They, you know,
2: you, you, I remember the two of them being the Stooges and, mm-hmm. you know, kissing McMahon's ass. But they got over they kept the crowd into it. As far as their legacies, they had their legacies way before they became McMahon Stooges. Good point.
1: I think it helped their legacies, honestly, because back in like the 70s and 60s when they were big, how many people were actually watching compared to what it was in the Attitude Era? Very true. In the Attitude Era, there was like 10 million people watching a week. And everybody knew who Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe were, mm-hmm. and if they were real big fans, they went back to like watch their old work. So I'm pretty sure it made it like heightened their legacy even more. Honestly,
0: it sort of reintroduced them to a new market yeah, during the Attitude Era and all that sort of stuff. Like, Definitely.
2: Well, you know, I think about it, and you know, you see Patterson out in the north, upper northwest, or mm-hmm. in. Uh, the WWE, and then you see the Briscoes down in the Florida territory, and, and you know during the '60s and '70s they were just huge,
0: exactly huge. You know Patterson was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame back in '96, um, well deserved, of course. Um, never, like you said, never heard a bad word about Patterson uh, from anybody in the you know behind in the back behind the curtain or whatever. Um, but yeah. Okay, so thoughts and prayers. Let's get started. Let's get started with some rumors. With I hear voices. All right, WWE is working on turning Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss babyface. Gentlemen, I toss it to you to get started. Either one of you. I defer to the (laughs) to the Alexa Bliss man himself. I've heard
1: this rumor. Like I can kind of see how they can turn the fiend into a good guy, but. Is evil and is like all the stuff he does. He'd make a way better. He should be like a permanent bad guy. But I guess they're gonna use Randy Orton as like he's such a good heel. He can probably turn anybody babyface. So they'll probably use him to like switch them somehow. Mm-hmm. But how do you cheer such a demonic like thing? Even though he's like everybody's favorite thing in WWE right now. But right,
2: Chief. I think uh, I never expected, you know, Monday night seeing Bray put his arms out to Randy to have him put Alexa in Bray's arms like that. You know, I never expected something like that Mm -hmm. out of Bray's character. And I think, uh, I I agree with you. I, I, I think Bray is definitely a better heel, than he would be a babyface. So I think, in my mind, WWE's making a
0: mistake. And I I concur with that. You know, I I don't see the value of... I see see less value of of the two of them being babyfaces. You've built the the fiend up over the last year to be this evil, like you guys said, evil, demonic, you know, I'll I'll, I'll eat your heart out. You know, the red cell cage against Seth Rollins, he took, you know, uh, uh, tools, and he took a, a... chest to the head and everything and he just bounced back like it was nothing and now all of a sudden we're going to make him a baby face now to me there was a there was a time where the undertaker was the most feared and yes. and you know his character though because you had paul bearer there you had the likes of the mankind that you can bounce off of and canes that turning him face or not be face i think is easier but the fiend you built up to be a monster using the words of all the commentators how do you make a monster brave bray Braun Strowman may be an exception because he also uses the monster moniker, but this is demonic. Yeah. How, do you, how do you applaud a demonic character like this as a face? I don't know. Could Welcome to the season finale of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> could, it be, could it be that Bray and Randy's going to have the match, and after the match, Randy joins Bray? And they start their own cult.
0: But if they're making if they're making fiend an, uh, a face, Orton joining, and now all of a sudden they that you can't again a face cult. I, I understand what you're saying. Now, Randy
1: a, Orton's an awful baby face. He is. He also that is. dude's another permanent heel. Absolutely. Well,
2: could they bo- could it both be
0: where they both stay heel,
2: and they join together? Well, that's
0: just it. Then they'd have to pull back. Fiend and, and Bliss on this babyface turn keep them maybe more in a gray area that yeah. if that's the direction they want to go. Thomas Burnett put in the chat room maybe they'll be maybe they'll be be, be babyfaces just for this feud with Orton. Similar to what they did in the last pay per view when they put the title back on McIntyre. You're not going to have Orton and Reigns two heels going against each other for the title. That's one of the reasons why they made the switch. McIntyre face. He's got the belt going against the bad guy. That makes sense. Yeah. So is it possible that this is a quote-unquote one-off for Orton to be the the heel, the others a face for this mini feud up through the pay-per-view? Could this be
2: one of Randy's last matches?
0: Forever? Possibly. I haven't heard anything about him hanging him up, so I, I don't. I haven't either. I just hope they
1: don't turn the Fiend into like a big show, where he go he's back. He's turned and. and- He's turned more
2: times than bed seats in a hotel room. You know, here's the good question. Was he a better heel or a better face? Who? Undertaker.
0: Oh, Undertaker? Yeah. See, I think a lot of times he walked a gray area more than anything else. But in The Undertaker's, that, that's a great question. Because my, my immediate instinct says I think he was better as a face than a heel because he was much more accepted no matter what he did. Um, Almost like in the Attitude Era, was Steve Austin a heel or babyface? You really don't know because the crowd accepted him for whatever he did. Exactly. You know, but, uh, you know, Orton, I I don't see this being his last because now he's at 14 titles. He's closing in on that number 16 tied with, you know, with with Flair and and Cena. Do you want, I mean, what is he? He's in his early 40s now, roughly? I I think so, yeah. I believe so. I, I don't see this. I mean... For him to, to retire on a match like this at TLC, if he were to retire, he's a guy that retires out of WrestleMania. The bigger, the biggest stage. The Guys biggest. like that, you got to put out on the biggest stage possible, in my opinion. Okay. For that retirement step. He's forty. He's forty. Okay. Forty. So I mean, theoretically, he still has at least a half a dozen more years oh, yeah. because his body. Yes, he's had some injuries, but he's really never been injured for a year or two on the sideline like a lot of wrestlers have been. It's I mean. always his shoulders. Right. It's always his shoulders. Um, I thought when you were going to ask about, is he better as a heel or face? Because Matt brought up the big show. I thought that's who you were going to ask about. You know, show is another one of those. that, that Was he better either way? Yeah. Mass destruction. He was hated as a, as a heel. But the crowd just seemed to like him as a face better. In my opinion. The kids and everything. You know, here's this gargantuan 7'4", 450, almost 500-pound guy. And yeah, he can eat you alive. But you know what? He's also one of those guys that I think can go either way, but I just think the crowd liked him better as a face.
2: I think uh, it's interesting. You know, we we started talking about it last week, and we're rolling it over. It's the stick, okay? That's exactly what it is. And the people that we're talking about, day in and day out, they're getting over to the crowds. The crowds are either liking them or they're not liking them. And, as I said last week, when I referenced Arn, you knew when you went behind the curtain if you got over or if you didn't, right? because the fans let you know. Of course, and I think all these guys, all, all these people are getting over, and that's the main thing. Let's just get back to live shows, please. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I think the Undertaker was like Hulk Hogan. He was like the top baby face, and he was also the most hated person in wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's yes. like one of those few people that could do both. Right. Oh, I totally agree. Totally There's agree. It's like mostly everybody, if you have this conversation, it's like, oh, they're better doing this, or they're better doing that. There's right. like a select few people that are like,
0: they could do either one and make it like the best ever. Sure. And you know, I'll throw this out there. Here's another guy coming on the screen. We're watching a replay of Raw from Monday Coming up, uh, Sheamus into the Miz, uh, Boy, the, the Miz show, show. Yeah. but Sheamus is Sheamus is another guy. Yes, better as a heel, better as a face. He's played both sides as well. I didn't mean to take you off your no, point. No, no, but no. But just seeing Sheamus came out, uh, same thing with the Miz. Miz is a better heel than he is a face. Would you guys not agree to that? Definitely. Yes. So is Sheamus. Yes. So is Sheamus. Right. Yes. And from what I, you know, listening to Bailey, you know, I watched her thing on online, and she's talked about it. It seems that it's easier for performers to be heels than it is to be faces. It's harder to be a face than it is a heel.
1: It's easier to get people to hate you than it is to get them to like you.
0: Yeah.
2: Exactly. You got
1: to put way more effort into your stuff to get people to actually get invested in liking you. Totally agree. All so, you got to do is go to a crowd and be like, I hate you. You all <laughs> suck. And they'll bite in there every
0: second of it. Exactly. Totally agree. It, it's an interesting conversation because, uh, you know, the ones who you think can perform one way are better the other way, and, and vice versa. And how would you like to see them play? I don't think this is a one-off between Orton and The Fiend. I think that they're going to maintain this story for a little bit. Why? Because we're going to be entering WrestleMania season after the holidays. Yeah. They have nothing built yet for WrestleMania, really, at no. all. No. And now, with and I know it's on the list, so I'm going to jump ahead, just as a question before we go to the other topic before break. Now you got Sting, who shows up on AEW, that's going to change, wreak havoc with, with uh, viewership. Oh, yeah. WWE's got to do something now. So now where are they going to turn? And now you've got tribute to the Troop Show coming up that can disrupt some of the storylines as they have in the past. They just do shows and, and bless them for doing it. They've done it for many, many years. But now you got Sting and that whole Impact AEW thing with Kenny Omega. I think that's changed the face of what can happen with performers and storylines. Because now the WWE, in my opinion, has to catch up to them. Anyway, I digress because I know that those thoughts are on there. But I thought it's interesting. In my opinion, all these things are tied together. They are. Oh, yeah. They are. All right, let's hit our other rumor topic before we go to break. Rumor is is, Creative has nothing for Mandy Rose. And there's no timetable for her return. My simple comment on this is I call bullshit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because we talked about it on the air. Yeah, definitely. It's surprising because... Seems like Mandy Rose is right up Vince's alley as far as girls as you like since, like, the dawn of time in WWE. <laughs> Sable. So for him to, uh, what
0: other blondes are on there? Sable and Trish Stratus, uh, right? Yeah.
1: Seems like she's, like, improved a lot in the ring. And seems like they could bring back, like, Sony Deville, put their tag team back together, put her back with Dana Brooke. There's all sorts of stuff they can do, but...
0: Especially with the weak women's tag division, I think. And like we talked about for one on the air, you've got a built-in story. Why would Mandy Rose not want to exact revenge on Nia Jax for for her being injured by her? Is that not a storyline that at least is worth a couple of weeks of exploring? Absolutely. The only thing I can think of is
1: Vince is like, I don't like your short hair. Grow it out. I didn't like to See you in a couple
0: months. I'll tell you what, though. I didn't like the shortcut either. i got to be honest <laughs> with you. I wouldn't mind seeing a grown back. But the picture she's been posting... <clears throat> Look like the hair is Do you even look back. at the short hair? <laughs> no, no, really? No. no. Uh, <laughs> Nobody well,
2: looks below, above the
1: shoulders, Man- I promise. Wh- My <laughs> eyes are
0: up here. What?
3: <laughs> Sorry. Ma- Mandy, was,
2: Mandy Rose was with Otis, wasn't he? Yes. Okay. Why couldn't we have a Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss, Otis, and Mandy Rose storyline?
1: Everybody wants to see one thing. Alexa Bliss and The Fiend versus Carrion Cross and Scarlett. We know that. That would be freaking epic.
0: Okay, so let me, uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to hold my question there because we're up against the break, and I'll ask when we come back on that exact topic. It's a great idea. Oh. Where you are watching Thoughts can kind of Anywhere, like we, are, <laughs> we have the pencil right here, right? Is that the old saying? Yep. Thank you for watching TCA this morning. Thank you for making us part of your Saturday. That's Matt. That's Chief. I'm Aaron. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Are you looking for someone to provide training to your sales staff? Do you need a motivational speaker about how to handle change? Do you have an upcoming event that needs an MC to handle those responsibilities? Well, look no further than longtime Las Vegas radio personality, Aaron Phillips. I am local to Las Vegas, and I can blend my talents with any audience. For more information, please visit www.aaronphillipsvoice.com and book me for your next event or training needs.
3: This is John Cena. I just, I, just, I just wanted to send you a congratulations on your podcast. Thoughts count anywhere because indeed they do. Thoughts are important. I mean, what would we do without them? And how can they not count anywhere? I just, is there a place that thoughts don't count? I can't think of one. Well, I just wanted to say thank you very much, congratulations, and good luck on the podcast. Thoughts count anywhere because they do.
0: All right. Welcome back. 702-329-6947. Our salute to Pat Patterson continues today. The Pat Patterson salute show here on Thoughts Count Anywhere. I want to mention Thomas Burnett during the break. He's posted a couple of comments in here. Um, he's he's still We're still waiting for the Ed Jordan third match because they're tied at one. That was talk for WrestleMania for a while. Right. Um, Mandy should be coming back for revenge on Shane and Nia, which we talked about. He's in agreement with that. And he's in the minority. He actually likes the short hair, which means he does not know where her eyes are. That tells. That's what that tells me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I want to ask my question, and we're discussing it, and guys, I'm just going to throw it out there and let you guys respond. You brought up a great scenario. Cross, Scarlet, Fiend, Bliss, okay? Yeah, and I'm, and I'm ripping the shirt, too. The promos I, would be epic. Absolutely. The epic I got to get one of those. I, I love the hat. I'm a hat guy, but There's I got the epic. TikTok shirt on. But anyway, but... In NXT, when they debuted, and I say they in terms of carrying uh, uh, Kevin, um, oh, I'll open the door for you. Thank and- you. And Scott. <laughs> I appreciate that. Were they accepted as a heel or faces? Because that will, that will if they were accepted as heels, and I'll put that word in quotes, if they're turning Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss face, that makes a little more sense to me. Because I don't think WWE likes face versus face or, or heel versus heel matches. So... I throw that out there for consideration. Knowing Kevin like
2: I do, and seeing Kevin out here for six years, in my mind, Kevin started here in Las Vegas as a heel. His last match in Las Vegas was against Funny Bone. One of the most Mm -hmm. epic matches here in Las Vegas. Mm Kevin has been both a heel and a face. Even when he was a heel, we still cheered for him. The crowd cheered for him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think, and I agree with what Matt said, he can do either. He can be a heel, he can be a face. Right now, and with him coming into NXT, he's a heel. But he's got... Some of the best mic skills I've seen in a long, long time, mm-hmm. and his—if if you go on Facebook or you go Twitter, whatever—and you watch some of the um, previous matches, previous matches, mm-hmm. promo and, and, videos he puts together. Thank you. That's, right, what, I was, that's what I was thinking. Promo. Vi- There's—I no, haven't seen anything like him. So in that case, I'm going to say. Kevin and Kevin and Scarlett are going to stay heel. There's no doubt in my mind. And when the time comes, Vince is going to change them, or Triple H will change them and put them as the good guys. Just my opinion.
1: I think right now he's booked as a heel, but he's such a good heel that once crowds come back, and it seems like the biggest heels end up turning into like the biggest baby faces once they turn. And Kevin could be, like, the
0: face of the company at some point. I'll tell you what I think it would be another epic match. It would be Kevin and McIntyre. Physically, I think True. they're, you know, I mean, physically, I think they both have it. They both have the look, you know, but that would be an awesome match at some point, too. Well,
2: I think Kevin and McIntyre or Kevin and, and uh, Roman,
0: either one. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're oh. a three-way. See, and out of what you just said, I'd almost prefer to see him against Roman first before seeing him against Drew. That would be crazy. Or a, th- a triple threat would be interesting, but I don't think you get to appreciate Kevin's skill set in a triple threat versus a one-on-one match.
2: You know, you, you hear the term flippy shit, right? You don't see Kevin do flippy shit. No. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> is a wrestler. Right, on
1: Twitter, like right when he debuted, someone was like put a fantasy match together, and it was like Aleister Black versus The Fiend versus Karrion Cross, And all three of them on Twitter all responded and were like, book it. Wow. Yes.
0: (laughs) That's cool.
2: That's cool. Now, here's the interesting thing. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, Carrion, and I'll use Carrion now because I'm going to talk about NXT. Carrion came into NXT. One of the first matches he had was against Tommaso Ciampa. Mm -hmm. That says something right there about the caliber of wrestler. Carrion is if they're putting him in with somebody like that. I just want to see him go up against uh, the guy that had his jaw wired shut and uh, squash him, and then move on. Please, hurry up.
1: <laughs> He's not doing anything on Sunday.
2: No. <laughs> no, no, nothing. Just saying. No, not not that we not that we know about. TikTok, baby. No, TikTok, baby. Know. Triple
1: H did say any second. Not, That's, that, not, that he, not that we know about. There you go. All
0: right, let's get started with some war games. There we go. War games Sorry. match. Pat McAfee, Pete Dunn, Oni Larkin, and Danny Burch versus the Undisputed Era. Oh,
1: I cannot wait for war games. I'm way more excited for this than yes. the Stupid Survivor Series. <laughs> I think the Undisputed Era is taking out that goof squad. I, don't, I want to see Matt pa- Pat McAfee take some kind of crazy bump.
2: I I don't care about the other three, although I think Pete Dunne is a great wrestler in his his own right. But I want to see somebody put a foot in McAfee's mouth.
0: Oh, yes. And just shut (laughs) it. Well, just like we were talking but before, the over. fact that we want to see him get his no, ass beat, he's, he's doing did. his job as a heel. Exactly. Right? exactly. Who would have thought
1: like the biggest heel in like NXT right now is a former punter in the NFL? <laughs> right? And,
0: and not that I want to bring up this guy, but CM Punk, uh, in an article over the last day or so, just absolutely loves the work that McAfee's doing right now. So take that for what it's worth. He's go. good. I so, follow
1: this. Guy on TikTok that has Down Syndrome. He's like a huge WWE fan. Right. And McAfee was talking shit about him. And he was like, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. The Undisputed Era is going to... I was dying laughing watching this. that's cool. But Pac McAfee is like the best heel in wrestling probably right now. (laughs) He's getting
2: over.
0: Women's War Games match. Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Tony Storm take on Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, Shotzi Blackheart, and Ember Moon. Is there anything up for grabs here other than just that of being a four-on-four match? Just a four-on-four match. I think okay. the
1: team Candace is probably taking that one.
0: Okay, I want to see Rhea Ripley get up to the main roster. I really, really like her.
1: I've said this for like a while now. How excited I was to people to get up on the main roster after all these flops. I don't want nobody to go up there. Nobody. That's a good point. That's true. You can keep the undisputed era in NXT. Keep Rhea Ripley in NXT. You know, it's kind of crazy up there when the Kevin Crosses, the Aleister Blacks, and everybody want to come back to
0: NXT. Ryan Smith puts into the chat room a comment. I'm really curious as to how this, how his entrance, meaning uh, Karen and Scarlett, will do in front of a live audience. <laughs> and uh, uh, Thomas follows up, says it would be fantastic. Could you imagine this WrestleMania entrance? Oh, it, I think it would rival right up there with Triple H. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, uh next match on War Games. North American Championship Damian Priest will take on Johnny Gargano versus Leon Ruff. I think Johnny's I think Johnny's
2: gonna get the belt back. Although I hope Damian Priest does.
1: I want Damian Priest to win, but I see Leon Ruff somehow like scamming his way into retaining his belt.
0: Well, I saw a little. The belts don't even fit him. I, I saw a little bit of the match the other night, and he, Leon Ruff reminded me a little bit physically of Leo Rush. Am I wrong in thinking that a comparison? He reminds me of cheeseburger. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see that. There you go. All right, next match, the strap match. Cameron Grimes takes on Dexter Loomis. I'm looking forward to this one.
2: Um, I think. I think Cameron's going to take it. I think he's going to come up with something during this match that he's going to take Dexter out. Okay.
1: I think Dexter Loomis is going to win because Cameron Grimes is just too scared of
0: him. (laughs) Fair enough. Fear is an interesting factor. And we're about to watch the replay of, like, the worst match in, like, 2020. (laughs) All right. Last match on War Games. Timothy Thatcher will take on Tommaso Ciampa. We were just talking about him uh, before. Or Tommaso, I guess. I I've, I've,
2: I've had the privilege of, of seeing a match with Karrion Cross and Timothy Thatcher a few years ago. Pure wrestling match. Watching these two on TV, I hope this is going to be a pure wrestling match, which I think it will be. And you know the only question I'll ask of you two is this: thatcher's push
0: match in NXT or to come up to the roster
2: to progress up. Well, to I progress
0: up. I, I kind of agree with with what Matt says. We've talked about it over weeks. Anybody who has has a good run in NXT, they come up to the main rosters. Even though nobody really wants to mention it, as they're all supposed to be the same. They die. They don't find an avenue to get them. I mean, look what they've done with Riddle and Keith Lee. And I mean, the, the names go on. And I don't know. I'd rather see them. Triple H a number of weeks ago talked about trying to find another show, create another show to give these guys and gals more airtime from the NXT brand. The progress up is Triple H taking you to his
1: office and saying you're going to stay in NXT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the punishment is saying you're going to Raw or SmackDown.
0: That's right. What did I do wrong? I'm going to Raw. Well, but uh, interesting.
2: That's, that's a good question. Or is WWE going to come up with another show? Because they're getting so many good quality independent wrestlers that they are finally bringing to the performance center and putting them on NXT when it's time. They, They need another show. Either that or cut Raw down to two hours and put an hour of uh, NXT wrestlers wrestling matches on Raw. Well,
0: I agree. I think Raw's too long at three hours anyway. And Why they don't understand the success. One of the reasons SmackDown is so successful is because it's a two-hour show. Uh. And the pace of the show is so much better. And the same thing with NXT. NXT's two hours. Keep all the shows at two hours. You want to start another show, take the third off of Raw add a second hour to that third on a whole separate platform. Yes. And give, give everybody from the main rosters to the NXT performers yes, who them. don't get the time, let that be their show. Almost like a Saturday night main event. I mean, I don't want to poo-poo it and give them the worst, you know, uh, no. a thing. But that's what I would do. Raw being three hours is just way too much. I think
1: if NXT does – sorry, go ahead.
0: 605 live. Yeah. <laughs> Six.
1: I think, like, the only one safe – as far as call ups go, it'd be Damian Priest, Adam Cole, and Carrion Cross. I can't see them burying any one of those three. I, I,
0: yeah, but if, if Karrion makes an appearance on Sunday at, at the paper, is it Sunday? Is it this week? Sunday. It's Sunday. I'm, it's Sunday. Okay, this and Sunday. I'm waiting. If, if he makes an appearance this Sunday, then you know he's up at the main roster. And of the three guys that you just mentioned, I'd rather see Karrion get that shot first because I think they could do more with him because of who's already on the roster. The Drew McIntyre's Roman, regardless of where he goes. The other guys, do you see either one of those guys going up against a Roman Reigns or Drew McIntyre right now without build? Knowing where Damian trained at before he
2: went into WWE, he's ready. Okay. Damian
1: he's, Priest has a size, and that's always Vince's thing. And Vince says Adam Cole's like the next Shawn Michaels.
0: Didn't he say so that about I'm a couple hoping, of people? <laughs>
1: So I'm hoping they do right by those guys, but if Karrion Cross doesn't show up on Sunday, the Royal Rumble's the next event, and I think he's just directly going to the Royal Rumble, honestly. And that's in January,
0: right? Please yeah. 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 forget the month. Do you
2: think he's going to go, or do you think he's going to go back and take and win the title back? And that's a great point. Go back to NX. This is my thought. Go back to NXT, you win the belt. Right after you win the belt, you make another speech, you put the belt in the middle of the ring, and you walk off. Then you go to the main roster. That would kind of ruin the
1: surprise of him going to the main roster if he just sets the title down. But then if he wins the
0: title, he's got to lose it, so they kind of... Well, Thomas Burnett mentioned the same thing in what we're talking about. You know, he doesn't see him going to the main rosters yet because he's got unfinished business in NXT. Yeah. You know, so. All right, let's move on with the WWE report. I just want to remind everybody, you're watching Thoughts Count Anywhere coming to you live from the Go Live Vegas studios in the heart of Las Vegas. I'm Aaron, that's Chief, that's Matt, and you are fans. We appreciate it. 702-329-6947. Give us a call. Share your thoughts, opinions about Pat Patterson. This is the Pat Patterson show that we're honoring the memory of the Very first Intercontinental Champion um, and also the innovator of the Royal Rumble uh, pay-per-view and match itself. Give us a call, 702-329-6947. If you're outside the U.S., our toll-free number is there on the screen, 855-502-4321. You can also send us a tweet using hashtag thoughts count anywhere.
2: Okay. Good morning, Thomas Burnett.
0: Yes. Yes, yes. Good morning, Thomas. We appreciate it. I hope all is well in your household. All right. Uh, We talked about Pat Patterson. AJ Styles wins the triple threat match and will face Drew McIntyre this Sunday for the championship.
1: That's going to be a good match. It's about time they put AJ
0: Styles back in like the WWE title picture. Who wins? Drew. Drew. Of course, AJ is going to have his bodyguard. What's that guy's name? Big guy. The big guy, exactly. <laughs> the big guy. I don't know. Has his name ever come out, who he is? I think,
1: I I think they, they said it like once or twice, but I honestly don't remember.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. You
1: know,
2: I, I think back uh, when the NXT show was out here, and if I'm not mistaken, and I don't remember his name back then, but I think I saw him wrestle when NXT was out here. Um. And he's, he is a decent wrestler for his size. The big guy? The big guy. Well, I remember,
0: didn't he come out with that whole ninja group with uh, Tazawa and everything when they were ch- going up against the the street profits and the Vikings when they were doing their stuff? And then all yeah. of a sudden, these ninjas come along and all of a there sudden... there was like, like just, a really, really yeah. tall ninja. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right, the 10-foot ninja. So, all right, next topic in the WWE report. Jeff Hardy, if you saw it this past week on Monday night as he... Uh, put uh, uh, Elias down through a table, caught the back of his head on the steel steps. steps. It looked worse, I think, than perhaps it really was, but Jeff did take a few knocks. He wasn't opened up, though. There was no blood or anything. He probably Mm -hmm. has not the size of our bell, probably, in the back of his head. How how you don't walk away from that without some sort of concussion, though, I find it interesting. There's no mention of that, but I would think you'd get a little concussed with that kind of hit.
2: I just hope he didn't... um have to use any powerful drugs um yeah with the because of his issues yes yeah yes that was first thing that came to my mind and and you know he's doing well he's he's back to the old jeff hardy Mm -hmm. um you know let's just hope he's ready to go
1: For about 30 seconds when that happened, I thought I saw the end of Jeff Hardy's career. Yeah, because
0: the way his neck snapped as well, because he also had neck issues too. Yeah, and then
1: they showed the replay. Like right before he landed, he kind of tucked his head a little bit. So I'm pretty sure that's what saved him. But Jesus Christ, Jeff Hardy is nuts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Um okay also too I just uh, we have our crawl up on the screen as well and I just saw something flash going back to uh, Randy Orton for a second he has invited himself to the Firefly Firefly Funhouse this Monday that'll be interesting Wait So okay next topic um we're watching it right now the women's match uh Lana holding the ropes before Nia even started going in that direction was that the, was <laughs> that the, was <laughs> awful Was that the put her out and over uh, over the ropes to get to the outside. Is that what it was? Yeah. I
2: think she had to hold it up so she could get, you know, I didn't say that. Gotcha.
1: That's what I hate about matches being so scripted that when like somebody's at a position, it just looks dumb. Right. They don't call stuff like on
0: the fly anymore. I remember uh, a good friend of mine. uh, He listens to the show periodically. Jeff Bearden, who I did a show with a couple of years back called the good guys of pro wrestling on uh, our local Fox network. And, he talked about the language that's talked in the ring. He called it carney because it's carney speak when you're when you're saying words and certain things have this meaning to the performers when they're inside talking to each other, doing what you just talked about Matt, calling the matches live. Right. Okay. Um, and I, and I, it's funny I asked Jeff I said, "Can you give us an example of what carney would be?" He says, "No," he says, "I won't do it." He says because I don't want to give anything up. I, that makes sense. But, but, yeah, so you're right. They don't call matches on the fly unless there's a drastic change. Somebody gets hurt. They have to change a finish, which we've seen in the past couple of weeks. Liv Morgan winning because of an uh, uh, injury and something else. But you're right. They, they don't call it anymore. It's just this is, this is the way it's going to go. All yeah. right. WWE officially signs two members of the Rascals. What happened to Trey Miguel?
1: Apparently, he's got offers from AEW and WWE, so he's weighing his options. Okay. Does that they they signed the other two. Other two.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, does that mean the other two didn't get all those multiple
1: offers? <laughs> Might not have. Trey Miguel was like the leader of the Rascals pretty gotcha. much. And he was like the main event guy of the three. So it kind of makes sense. He got more offers than the
0: other twos. They were. All right. Makes sense. Yeah, I'd like
2: to say congratulations to Russ Taylor. Okay. Um, seen Russ. Russ is a West Coast guy. Seen him many times over here in Las Vegas using the name ryan taylor um got his start in the in the dojo in la uh did some work over in japan and uh congratulations to him and i hope he uh, does well
0: right on all right we're going to step aside for a quick break our last break of the day a little little early so we have plenty of time to go to the top of the hour because we have a lot of stuff still to go A few more things on the WWE report about things like Liv Morgan's documentary, China's manager spoke, and then, of course, the AEW report highlighted by Sting and Kenny Omega. We'll be back with Thoughts Count Anywhere right after this. at the Boulevard Mall
3: this is John Cena I just, I, just, I just wanted to send you a congratulations on your podcast thoughts count anywhere because indeed they do thoughts are important I mean what would they, we do without them and how can they not count anywhere? is there a place that thoughts don't count I can't think of one well I just wanted to say thank you very much congratulations and good luck on the podcast thoughts count anywhere because they do
0: All right, welcome back to Thoughts Count Anywhere. We will uh, continue on with our WWE news. Thoughts on the Liv Morgan documentary. Almost put the company in a bad light when confirming booking and storyline problems they've had for years. Well, but that's no no shock that storyline, you know, programs have been an issue for a long time. I thought, that, I thought the documentary was well done. I really like all the documentaries that WWE puts out, but I liked what Liv Morgan had to say. And how they really didn't cut any of the controversial stuff out. I actually haven't seen it yet, so...
1: I thought it was really good. It was just like the first time WWE's put themselves in a bad light, kind of.
0: Yeah, and they allowed it. They didn't cut it. They didn't edit it. They, she said what she said. Eh. And they let it stick. She's 26 years old. She had a dream of doing this at the age of five. She's from Jersey, so obviously I got a little connection and love for a Jersey girl here. I, and I do sense, you watch the documentary, you can sense the disappointment in her when she talks having been teased with a singles run. Yeah. And then having that pulled back to being rejoined with Ruby as as two thirds of the riot That's squad. What? But perhaps in a little bit of time it'll happen. Ruby will turn on Liv, they'll have a one you know, I think Liv will eventually get a one shot because she reminds me a little bit of Sasha Banks in that thin, petite type of body that can fly all over the place and deliver damage like Sasha does. Yeah. And I'm not saying she's Sasha now, but I'm saying, but she kind of reminds me of the potential. She can work her way up there. Absolutely. Sasha Sorry. wasn't
1: the greatest when she started. No. So you work and you get better. Sasha
2: and Carmella.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's very intriguing because Carmella, for the longest time, was really never taken heavily seriously. But I think they're starting to do a pretty good job in highlighting her against Sasha. We saw them going at it in the ring on the mic this past week, right? They had really? a little detente. <laughs> detente. I didn't see SmackDown.
1: I just saw the highlights. I didn't get off of work until like 11.30. I was way too tired by then.
2: That was probably one of the better segments on SmackDown and my opinion.
0: All right, next topic. The annual tribute to the Troop Show was filmed this week. Uh, WWE filmed it, and then they went right into filming SmackDown. Talk about a long day for everybody, but that's their job. How, How many hours do you think a wrestler is there to... Film Troops, because not everybody was in that. That's usually yeah. only a one-hour show, at least the edited True. version. And then you have SmackDown. I mean, how many hours do you think from beginning to end they would be there at, for filming?
1: You On what? a typical day, they have to show up at like 11 in the morning anyway. Okay. So I'm sure that was like a good 12, 14-hour day. Okay.
2: You know what? I'm just going to be perfectly blunt. Mm-hmm. Being a military man, I don't care how long they were there. The amount of money they get paid, suck it up, Buttercup.
0: I was just gonna say, ask your frontline workers about a 12-hour day. They would love to have a 12-hour day <laughs> instead gone, of an 18-hour day, right?
2: I've gone 48 hours without sleep, so suck it up. Since they can't have fans there
1: anyway, they should have done something like really cool, with like tribute to the troops, and like did it on like a air carrier. Something to that effect. Put, like, a ring on, like, a warship or Mm -hmm. something to that effect. Make, like, a cool visual out of it. Well,
0: they did that in the past. Didn't they do tribute to the troops on ships and stuff in the past? They did one
2: one out in uh, San Diego on the aircraft carrier out there.
0: But you're right. They, they, they need to do something different, and I agree with that. Just putting, in, like, tribute
2: to the troops in the performance center doesn't
1: give it the same feel. No. no. Not like, at, nothing not will top whenever in Iraq and Afghanistan. Totally agree. With, like, all the tanks in the background and everything, that
0: was so cool.
1: But S- it's Big- so cool they do the stuff for the troops.
0: Oh, no question. And it's great that they honor them. Seeing Big Show with an Army helmet that doesn't fit on his head stepping out of the plane in Afghanistan, <laughs> where it was kind of pretty funny. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. It'd be interesting to see. Uh <laughs> Thomas Burnett, God love him. He loves the voiceover guy for these commercials. Maybe we need a fan club for that voiceover guy. All right, last <laughs> topic under WWE. China's former manager did an interview saying China was offered the WWE championship, but had to turn down, but had to turn down doing her Playboy spread. She chose Playboy over the championship. I was
1: kind of mind-boggled when I read that. I was like, really? She turned down like Posing naked in a magazine to being the first female WWE champion.
2: That's just, I guess that's the, pills talking, I guess. I guess the interesting thing would be with her being, well, she became the first WWE champion, a female. I wonder how much money she got for it. And was it more than what Playboy offered her?
0: Well, she wasn't the champion. She, she held the Intercontinental belt, didn't she? Yeah. So, look, if, if you think about the comparisons, if she, if she had taken the belt, we're talking about Tessa Blanchard 20 years ago.
2: No, you're talking about the fabulous Moolah holding the women's belt for so many years. No, no, no
0: but, but I'm, saying, I'm saying, though, a woman holding a men's title. I agree. You know, no, I understand. I mean, listen, Moolah, God bless her. I actually saw her live at, at my high school. My parents used to bring the, when, when they would still go to high schools for yes. fundraisers. Yes. But I'm just talking about the, compa- the, the conversation of a female holding a men's belt, Okay. She had the Intercontinental belt for a while as part of DX. Okay, I, I really didn't have an issue with that, but for me to go back again, look, Tessa is, is a, a, uh, a skilled athlete above, above many, 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 many people. She's still the impact world champion. I don't <laughs> care what anybody <laughs> says. <laughs> I know. But to me, there's something, there's something that just does not equate with a woman holding the men's title. I'm not saying that they can't, but if the Big Show or Keith Lee... Want to go after the belt, and a China had it, let's face it, there's not much of a match there. So I understand the jaw on the uniqueness, but she had to been paid a ton of money, like you were talking about, to still pose. Because then you look back and say, well, how did that work out for her?
2: Well, you know, here,
0: not really well, doing the spread. Here's the other question. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oops, (laughs) you caught it, but I let I was just. (laughs) Um. Uh, no filters on that picture. But anyway. <laughs> did
2: did Eddie have a say? Did Triple H and DX and Shawn Michaels and all those fellows have a say to help her get pushed to win that belt? I would definitely say they did. Especially Eddie.
0: Yeah, because there was that big storyline there too with Eddie in China for a while. But Look, the bottom line, yeah. and then also there was something that they, oh, we talked about it last week. They wanted to do a dark side of the ring on China, and yeah. the same guy said, no, unless you pay X amount of dollars, you're not getting it. I mean, come on. Yep. What is the value of not doing stuff to, to, today? China, obviously, today, yeah, we're talking about her because of the, the headline, but she's not relevant anymore. You would think the manager would want to keep China's name and, and, and wrestling record. i do not going to say anything else, but her wrestling uh, uh, acumen being part of DX and everything, why not do a dark side? Alright, it's going to shed a light on some things you maybe you don't want to come out, but who doesn't already know them? Exactly.
1: Yeah. exactly. Like What would be lasting on her legacy? Posing in a magazine as whatever? Or if you're a wrestler being a first female WWE champion?
0: Mm, that almost seems like a no brainer choice. I agree. You would think, but like somebody said a few seconds ago, that could have been other things talking on her behalf. But anyway... All right, let's move on to AEW Impact. As we talked about earlier, Sting debuted on Dynamite this past week, signs a multi, multi-year deal at the age of 61. Will he be in the ring taking bumps? It doesn't sound like he will, based on what I read, because we don't know about his neck and if it's healed or not. But just the fact that it was, what, 20 years or whatever it was that he appeared on TNT Wrestling, on a show on TNT, that was pretty cool. That was freaking awesome.
1: I was watching that, and... Just as he sting the thousand people that were in attendance at Daly's Place were losing. It sounded like 50,000 people were in that place. Absolutely. Yes. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, so I la- think he might have one match. It'll probably be a six-man tag. And he could safely not take any bumps. Just
0: maybe do like...
1: His clash. couple signature moves, right.
0: tagging Darby Allen and call it a day. But. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. When you're in those tag matches, you can certainly cover and protect someone who's not hundred percent. Definitely. And just to see him in a ring, I think would just blow the roof off of ratings for AEW. So so along those lines, let's go to the third bullet point there. What do you think Sting's role then would be in AEW if he's not really gonna be an in ring performer per se? He'll be a face, he'll come out. But what do you think his real role is in AEW then?
2: I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be backstage. You know, doing writing with Arnold, like a Tully. producer,
0: absolutely, like a
1: mentor, producer, trainer kind of role. Yes, but Tony Khan says he wants to make him like a regular character on TV. Right. So
2: I don't think he's going to be able to with his neck. I really well. Don't. He can just come he, can out out like like
1: right. he can be like a general ish role, or right, be a
0: manager for like Darby Allen or something. Just him coming out is imposing enough to the, to the ring anyway, the, the legend, the whole thing, and he just has to stick the bat in your face without even saying Look what he said without saying a word the other night. Like, as good
1: as Darby Allen is, a lot of people don't know who he is, but when Sting came out and, like, got face-to-face with him, like, basically giving him the rub, right. that's all everybody's been talking about all week.
2: And looking at his face. Paint, Stay in the mic. The, looking at his face yeah. on the paint. Yeah. And like everybody
1: knows Cody Rhodes, Sting's his favorite wrestler. So right. for him to like sign Sting and that little oh. stare down, he had a bit like trying not to be all giddy inside, I'm sure, and like keep a straight face, keep a straight face. That's
3: right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's uh, let's stay with that uh, with what happened the other night. Kenny Omega defeats John Moxley and becomes a new AEW champion, and then all of a sudden he gets the win because of help from Don Callis, who's involved with Impact, whose contract Ends in about a month with Impact, Dinka. who knows. Uh, They were running out of the arena, and Don said, we'll see Kenny on uh, Impact on Tuesday. Cross-branding now is beginning. That's a game-changer
1: for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, they have
2: to do something, okay? Impact was Impact. So, you know, a crossover storyline, nothing wrong with that. uh, As we said earlier when we were talking you know, uh, WWE's going to have to step it up now.
1: Absolutely. That's like the best WWE product when Vince feels the pressure. When he's like on his... When he feels the pressure and ratings are starting to go, it's when like the best product comes out for everybody. Yep. But if... I've heard like multiple like interviews so far and like... Even like the
0: Young Bucks said, they don't know like where this whole impact thing is going and... I've even heard this morning coming in, I was listening to Busted Open on Sirius. And they even threw NWA's name in there because they had the ladies champ from NWA appear at AEW, or was it Impact? I don't remember. So now they're talking maybe a trifecta of these three organizations doing crossover stuff. That'd be cool. The old Territory AEW needs
1: the women's division because Rick
0: Baker needs some opponents. Right? (laughs) That's like it reminds me of the old Territory Days. Well, what's
2: the new one? What's the new uh, female that's in um, TNA we saw? Well, two weeks ago and then uh kelly klein or killer kelly the one that had the paint on i can't remember Sue young she's been there a long time no. just came back no no somebody i can't think of her it'll name. come back to Jasmine's
0: came debuted last week too Jazz. okay that's right i saw that she was the mystery partner for somebody in one of the tag matches yeah, yeah. so here's the thing and aew signed sting you got Arnold anderson you got tully blanchard that are on camera didn't AEW come up and say something at the very beginning? We're going to be different than WWE. WWE signs, or not signs, but brings back the edges for matches. And and, and the older people, right? The old uh, experienced veterans. And yelling that they're taking time away from the new talent. Didn't AEW still do the same thing just now with Sting? I think so. What is AEW doing differently that they promised the wrestling world at the very beginning than what WWE is doing? Other than presentation. Because I think we'll agree that the presentation being in front of some live people is much better. But they're not doing anything different. And now they're talking about a, what is this, a three, a trios championship? Who cares? Well, Who cares? Well, I don't, I don't get it.
2: They brought Mr. Badass back, too.
0: <sighs> it just, just doesn't make sense to me. No, I agree with you. I like Dynamite. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying anything against the show, but why do we need a championship for, for Trio?
1: That was like one of the most entertaining things in Lucha Underground. I was happy when they announced. that. So maybe,
0: maybe within the right realm, like a Lucha Underground, makes more sense. I don't. I mean, to me, this again, we talked about this with WWE about the value of belts, right? You know, Continental Title holder lost to the U.S. Champion at the last pay per view. This is supposed to be the one A belt, yeah. below the the heavyweight champion, right? The title mat, uh huh, the title matches. So now we're going to have a, tr- a tr- they're going to have a trio. I just, I just don't get it. Let's just keep throwing more titles out there. It's not going to change and add viewership because there's more belt opportunities, is it? I don't think so. No, but how many titles WWE have compared to well, I agree. To, yeah, compared agree. to AEW, the most entertaining one though that I enjoy is twenty four seven. I think <laughs> I mean, that was made for our truth and his forty eight
1: time champion. He makes that belt.
2: I think in reality, it tarnishes the championships, especially in WWE. Oh, I agree. I mean, totally. You know, again, I'm old school. They're I mean, just
0: props. Yeah, and so, and you know what? Some of the best performers over the years never had a belt. They you're, never needed the belt.
2: You're right. They are props. But when you see Bruno go into oh, Madison yeah. Square Garden carrying the championship month after month after month, yeah, that's and, that's and, a whole different and era. And it's sold out. Yeah, that's when they used
1: to have prestige. That's when. They're, they're
0: just props to make storylines
2: go farther. Exactly.
0: And in the days you're talking about, those pay-per-views were once every three months. They were a quarterly pay-per-view that you look forward to. They had months and weeks to build. When you've got pay-per-views every three to four weeks, the pay-per-views are not special anymore. Well, you That's you, what
1: I like what AEW does. They only have pay-per-views like four times a year. True. Very, very true so real, far.
0: Real
2: quick, and I'll, I'll, I'll end it on this um, for me. Vince's father was very, very smart when he did the shows. Uh, the main match, the big match, mm-hmm. was in the middle of the card so that you could run downstairs at the, at the end of intermission and get your tickets for the next month. That's how Vince's dad did it.
0: That's smart. Very smart. All right. With that, we only have a few minutes left, so let's get into our pop culture. First topic officially came down. Why don't you talk about this because this is right in your backyard? Hallelujah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Enough said. New Year's Eve on
0: Fremont has been canceled due to COVID
1: 19. As much as I want to see crowds, I work security on Fremont as one of the most annoying days of the year. When they said they were
0: canceling that, I started jumping for joy. Well, everybody questioned when they were talking about there'd be no fireworks on the strip, there'd be none of this, none of that. Oh, but by the way, on Fremont Street, Main Street, whatever, or the, the Main Street Plaza, whatever, there'll be fireworks. And we're all like, well, how did they get it there? And they're not on the. Now we see the, the change is finally caught up. Yes. Since <laughs> you can't go on Fremont or the
1: Strip, everyone just needs to go out their house, just stay at 12 in. o'clock,
0: scream Jumanji. <laughs> I'm there. And see if we can get out of this game. <laughs> totally agree. I tell, that's been my plan for about six months. Uh, next topic The WB Warner Brothers announces that all 2021 releases will go directly to HBO Max. I have
2: no idea what you're talking about. Well,
0: Warner Brothers now, HBO Max, instead of showing their movies in theaters, they're releasing them basically direct-to-streaming on HBO. Okay. Uh, It's a hell of a coup because in order to watch these movies, you got to... Well, you have a seven-day free membership that you can get a trial with HBO Max. And if you don't like it after seven days, you can shit-can it. So as many different aliases that you can come up with to keep resigning for a new trial... If you you have AT&T, you get it for free. That's true. That's true. And I have been offered that as well. Really? Uh, i let... well no you have to still I don't have HBO Max I have DirecTV I have DirecTV you have to go through
1: AT&T DirecTV is owned by DirecTV but if you have the cell phone service you get DirecTV or HBO Max for free
0: I know sucks doesn't it yeah Yeah, he'll check into it okay and last and last topic in pop culture
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the greatest villain in all of movies, right. David Prowse. He was like the body of Darth Vader. James Earl Jones was the voice, but the body of Darth Vader passed away this week.
0: Another another iconic uh, figure in the movie cinematic world, Darth Vader. This is my master, uh, exactly. And um, yes, much to uh, everybody's. Uh, um, oh much to everybody's uh, sadness that you know we, have, we lost the person behind the character Yeah, and usually the guy under the mask doesn't get a lot of credit because nobody cares really about the person under it, they love the character not in this case though
1: I saw like an old interview of him and I guess he was up for the characters of Chewbacca and Darth Vader but he wanted Darth Vader and they asked him why he said everybody remembers the villain
0: which they do uh, some some uh, uh, interesting news coming up in the, uh, not news, but comments. Uh, John Rankin says the AEW Impact deal is awesome. John also follows that up by saying also looks like uh, Zicky Dice might head to Impact in the new year. I'm not familiar with that name. Uh, then uh, Thomas Burnett, he feels like AEW is like the 91-92 WCW. You got the TNT Championship, which is the TV title, and now we're getting a six-man tag title. Interesting. No? history repeats itself. You can only do so many things, so many new ways, right? Good sure? point. Good All right, listen, a lot of good stuff we covered, man. Tomorrow's the pay per view. We didn't even really talk about too many predictions because there really haven't been too many matches that were even announced for tomorrow's pay per view. So, we'll War th-
1: Games, the whole car has been announced. well.
0: That well, the War Games. Yeah, I'm talking about the WWE pay per view for TLC. When is TLC? like Three weeks. Okay, it's a couple of weeks. That's what I said. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Listen, excuse me for the week I've had. It's on like the 20th. I know. <laughs> there you go. Right before Christmas. Um, Matt, final
1: thoughts. Everybody be safe out there. See if we can not get shut down in a week or so.
2: Chief. Everybody, wash your hands. Wear your masks. I love you.
0: You'll notice on the screen is our QR code. Scan that. We'll take it right to thoughtscountanywhere.com. You can see our archives. You can see our merchandise. You can see all the headlines, articles, news, going on in the world of professional wrestling. Um, I do want to mention in two hours, twin brothers from different mothers, Neil Portnoy and I will be welcoming our special featured guest, Rob Garrett, Neil Diamond tribute artist extraordinaire, and Terry Haley Sugar Shack will be on in the first segment to talk about a show she has upcoming for the holidays. Have a great week, everybody. As I always like to say, be kind to everybody. To each other. Why is that? We're all we got. Thank you for making Thoughts Count Anywhere part of your Saturday. We'll see you next week right here on Thoughts Count
3: Anywhere.